Sometimes our commander-in-chief, ideally upholder of the law, fails to inspire us. Take the 1970s. Well, I'm not a crook. Or the 90s. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And now the 21st century. I'm an extremely stable genius. You're about to hear two attorneys make sense out of a legal system some say is a train wreck. Here are Royal Oaks and Connor Oaks. This is Too Many Lawyers. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor Oaks. Okay, Sunday, December 6th. We're almost upon um, Pearl Harbor Christmas. Day, Christmas. We're almost Christmas. on Christmas. Yeah, but Pearl oh, Harbor Day comes first. I see what you were saying. Yeah, so... Sure, I guess I should think more about the lives of American servicemen and women, etc. Well, and then we'll move on to Christmas. But right Christmas after is great, that. And Hanukkah yeah. and, and New Year's. And, of course, we're all going to be shut down. Uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti of Los Angeles says, cancel everything. Cancel everything. First, cancel culture. Now, cancel, cancel everything. Cancel everything. So we I'm are, on board. We're going to be talking about legalizing marijuana. Just to follow up on a story we talked about uh, last week on Too Many Lawyers, uh, the House of Representatives has voted for legalization of marijuana. Is that going to be... Uh, a, a sign that perhaps something uh, like that will happen in the Biden administration. We'll get into that. Uh, is a self-pardon by Donald Trump legal? People have strong opinions about that. We'll get into it. Does uh, Donald Trump want the Senate to go to the Democrats? He had his big rally down in Georgia. And we'll uh, chat about that. COVID strategy, uh, now that Trump has lost, can we all agree now on a sensible COVID strategy? And um, I'll provide a rant about why people voted for Donald Trump. So that's what's in store here on the podcast. Uh, let's uh, start with uh, following up on legalizing marijuana. Last week, uh, we did talk, Connor, about how the feds should consider legalizing marijuana. And sure enough, on December 4, the House of Representatives voted for the first time in they history. They listened to the pod. Could be. Could be. Stranger things have happened. No. I can't think of any offhand. <laughs> but uh, I guess stranger things have happened. For the first time to federally criminalize, decriminalize, excuse me, marijuana sales and levy a tax on on the sale of marijuana. It was 228 to 164 vote. Uh, and this follows a big trend since 2012. 15 states and D.C., a D.C. being not a state, Connor, uh, have legalized have, have legalized recreational use of marijuana. We're coming for you, baby. And many more states have approved it for medicinal purposes. So, mm-hmm. uh, Connor, you, how's your crystal ball working there? You think the Senate is going to fall in line under the uh, Biden administration? <sighs> My crystal ball is kind of hazy. Maybe kind of smoky. I don't know. <sighs> Trying to, you were saying trying we, to see, we should just it. vape the vape the coronavirus vaccine. Yeah, great tweet this week. Just 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 give us the coronavirus vaccine in vape form, and no one will ask what's in it. What about that's the people the who question. don't vape because they don't want the device to explode and blow their jaw off? Okay, here's the deal: all the people who are they're sta- just paranoid, going, "Oh my god, I don't know what's in this vape va- in this corona vaccine. Uh, I'm not going to give that to my baby." Um, they're the same people that are vaping and blowing their jaws off. So if we can cover that demo by giving them the, the, the vaccine in vape form, then everybody else who's already reasonable and says as soon as the CDC approves it, uh, or sorry, the FDA approves it, uh, and the CDC, CDC says we should get it, well, we'll all go get the vaccine. And, and then we've got everybody covered. That's everybody. That's the whole world. So is it, uh, to be realistic, though, isn't the Senate unlikely to pass a, a yes, bill absolutely. to and decriminalize marijuana? Even I mean, this is if, a big step for the House to vote right. for the first time. But the Senate uh, consists of, you know, a bunch of folks who are a little more old fashioned. And so. this is a situation where we can again see the importance of the Georgia runoff uh, of Ossoff and Warnock. Well, um, let's assume that the Democrats win both 
even Georgia. if the Democrats and, and win the both, Kam- Kamala right. Harris is poised to break ties. Yep. You, you think even then the Democrats will, won't have the guts to to decriminalize marijuana in the Senate? I, I think it will be a tough sell for a lot of Democrats. I think those Democrats who are holdouts, who are really Republicans, just running in in uh, conservative areas. Um, uh, you know, conservative Democrats basically um, uh, will be able to extract a lot of uh, pork, uh, old fashioned, good old fashioned earmarks, uh, basically. Is extracting um, pork kind of like pulled pork? Yeah, exactly. Pulled pork out of the Senate. They, they will get a lot for their votes. But it's possible that in 2021, that the, 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 the energy that carried, uh, you know, the protests, uh, the Black Lives Matter protests and the, the reform, the police protests, um, will will carry through and we will get uh, the double whammy of decriminalizing drugs uh, and also uh, lowering the the impact and pervasiveness of the carceral state um, in in one fell swoop. I think that that's a that would be a big policy win. I think that would be like the signature policy piece for the first two years of the Biden presidency. And I think that's their best chance to, to score a big win. But it really all does uh, come down to Georgia without the Senate. They won't get anything done. Don't we have a kind of a nice laboratory for determining whether drug legalization works? The state of Oregon not yeah. only has decriminalized marijuana, they may have legalized it. We'll talk about the distinction in a second. But also they've gone for hard drugs, heroin, methamphetamines. I mean, we'll look at Oregon. And if it turns out to be like an episode of some bad zombie movie uh, or, or miniseries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can look at Portugal and other countries that have been yeah. doing this for years and years. Their GDP Tremendous goes up. results They, there, they yeah. get great results. And, and you know, in addition to... To uh, not just you know people not being overdose over, deaths go way down absolutely because access to for instance methadone the drug that a lot of people use to get off of opiates um, that is also a controlled substance uh, this is a drug that that is dangerous uh, because you you uh, you can overdose on it theoretically but you never would because it ideally is not supposed to get you high uh, but it. It doesn't get you high the way heroin does, but it still has an effect on you. And so there's danger theoretically of abuse, but there's there access to methadone issues because there are these bizarre puritanical ideas about, well, we don't want to give people who are uh, trying to get off drugs drugs because people don't understand, don't understand like the giving people who want to get off of sex condoms. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good analogy for, you know, the, the people who don't quite understand this whole, you know, I mean, that's the kind of the Nancy Reagan idea, right? Like the just say no idea. It doesn't work. You need to use the science. Let's have a little and, respect for the dead. I mean, look, you could say dead people were wrong about things. Most dead people were wrong about most things. I'll say it. I'll wow. say it. I know it's a controversial idea. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. People may be listening. Uh, hey, golly, what's going on? I thought this podcast is all about friendly clash. You guys sound like you agree. Well, that's because co- progressive Connor yeah. thinks that l- drugs should be legalized and libertarian royal also think drugs should be legalized. Yeah. So that's where we're coming from. Um, in terms of uh, decriminalization and legalization, it is interesting. Biden is on record uh, saying, well, I don't want to legalize marijuana. I'm interested in decriminalization. So what, what's the difference? Well, legalization is where you remove all prohibitions. It's kind of like selling bread. I mean, you could have some restrictions like an age limit or you might need a license in some circumstances. But basically, it's no holds barred. Decriminalization just removes criminal sanctions. It's still technically illegal, but the system is not going to prosecute you for possession under a specified amount. The penalties would either be nothing or maybe a a civil fine or you have to go to some drug education or treatment program. So uh, those are kind of the inside 
inside baseball differences between decriminalization or legalization. But for the hardcore folks who, who, who believe still in the war on drugs, I, I don't think they're going to go for either one of those uh, in terms of reform. No, you're right, because I think that um, the people who are of that perspective are of the attitude that having law enforcement solve this problem is the right path, the right way forward, that this is a law enforcement issue, that drugs are uh, uh, some sort of uh, bad, wrong thing that we shouldn't be doing. And it's this uh, concept, the, 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 the split between, uh, uh, what is it, malum and say versus malum, malum prohibitum. Prohibito, right? So you've got uh, something as in Latin, they'll tell you. It's either inherently bad or just bad because we yeah. say it's Malum prohibita, bad because we prohibit it. Malum in say, bad in and of itself. And that is... Uh, this distinction we draw between things uh, that it, it, it's an important distinction to draw, but the two constantly get conflated. And it's very important to chop the two apart so you can see if we say it's malum prohibita to drive on the left side of the road, it's very important that you don't drive on the left side of the road because right. people will die. But is it morally wrong to so, do it inherently? No, right. it's just driving on whatever side of the road you want. And the same thing could be with drugs. If we say it's it's just malum prohibitum to, to do drugs or to drive on the left side of the road, uh, it's very important not to conflate the, the moral status to it. And people have, since William Randolph Hearst destroyed the reputation of, of reefer uh, back in the day in order to gain you know advantage uh, uh, cotton over hemp, and he did that uh, very successfully confusing the public and saying drugs are bad morally and you're a weak, bad person if you uh, are addicted to them. And, and that's something we have to conquer. I think, the uh, as you put out, pointed out earlier, the liberal, the left, and the libertarian are all pretty much hand in hand on that one. So speaking of things that are malum in, say, uh, inherently bad, Donald Trump yeah. uh, <laughs> may pardon himself. Well, that was a cheap shot yeah, because, yeah, as, yeah, you, yeah. as you know, I, I think Donald Trump did a bunch of good things in addition to being a terrible person. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about whether he might be able to pardon, in addition to Jared Kushner and Ivanka and Rudy Giuliani, poor guy now has COVID, might he be able to pardon himself on or before January 20? He can't do it after January 20. I know that for sure. Stick with us on Too Many Lawyers. And Connor's going to tell you how to rate and subscribe us. Yeah. So uh, the best way to do it is through whatever podcast platform you use, which is probably numerically out there, Apple Podcasts. So if you go on Apple Podcasts, same place you get this podcast, and you look at our podcast page as an opportunity to rate, uh, you know, with stars um, uh, and and leave a little comment about how great the podcast is. If you do it, that'd be great. But if you also do it on any other podcast platform you use, like Stitcher or Spotify or or uh, you know, whatever else, um, we'd appreciate that as well. Stick with us on Too Many Lawyers. I'm Chris Hahn, the Aggressive Progressive. Check out a new episode of the Aggressive Progressive podcast every Tuesday. You know, the election is heating up just as the year is winding down. Stick with me. I'll tell you the truth as I see it. Download the Aggressive Progressive on Pandora or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you in search of deeper meaning in your life? Longing to manifest your true desires and unlock your full potential? Look no further than Portal Mystico podcast your gateway to treasure trove of transformative tools, enlightening interviews, and enriching content. 
I'm your host, Elena Maggio, and it's my heartfelt desire to guide you on this extraordinary journey of self-discovery. And with every episode, I'm passionate about sharing and introducing you to new topics in self-development, metaphysics, astrology, the law of attraction, numerology, interviews that will eliminate your path and fuel your own personal growth. This podcast is your wellspring of inspiration dedicated to help you uncover your purpose with unwavering passion. Together, we'll dive deep into the fascinating topics and explore endless possibilities. Listen to Portal Mystico on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite platform. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm still Connor Oaks. So, Connor, um, before we get to whether the president uh, can pardon himself, maybe you should just talk about current events here. Like yesterday was a current event of Donald Trump going down to Georgia and uh, having a big rally. I and resist it, the devil went down to Georgia joke. And now, Doug McIntyre, our pal from uh, from many years, a morning guy on KBC, yeah. uh, had an interesting column today in the Daily News. Ready, and, yeah. Yeah, his theme is, well, Trump is kind of uh, shooting himself in the foot that is shooting the Republicans in the foot uh, because going down to Georgia and complaining about uh, being cheated and so on. He, and actually, some Republicans were saying, well, let's not dignify this rigged election by participating by voting on June 5. Hello, are you kidding? Are you serious? You're going to you're going to protest uh, all the, the, the rigged cheating and so on by not electing the Republicans from Georgia. Uh, Doug's uh, concern, uh, I'm sure he's very concerned for Republicans everywhere, uh, is that uh, Trump's attitude is actually going to help the Democrats. So and maybe Trump doesn't care because maybe Trump thinks in four years he has a better chance to get back in the saddle with the party if it's been a total disaster completely. Everything was run by the Democrats, including the Senate. Yes. Do you think that's that's the secret agenda by Donald Trump? Uh, I don't think that's the secret agenda because I don't think that Trump actually has a plan out more than three months in the future. He has no foresight or vision. He's not actually a political mastermind. He got lucky. Most of, uh, of his success comes from just being the right person in the right place at the right time, uh, saying the right racist things and having the the, the right uh, adopt him uh, because populism happened to be on an upswing and he was the perfect vessel for it. I do think, though, that um, while Mitch McConnell would prefer to hold the Senate, uh, Mitch McConnell will be perfectly happy to rule from the minority, um, to exert lots of influence, uh, to control. What influence? If he's in the minority, then Chuck Schumer gets to you know appoint all the committee chairs. Every single Senate committee is run by the Democrats. And why? Why I, would Mitch McConnell welcome being in the minority? Because Mitch McConnell knows that we're at a very rough place uh, in uh, this country's history. We're facing an historic. Uh, crisis with the with the global pandemic. Well, but on the and other the hand, economic the stock chickens market are going to come home to roost. But the stock market has hung in amazingly up over 30,000 and we're poised for an amazing vaccine run. So why wouldn't the, 2020 be a, a bright future for everybody? The, the stock market has hung in, but the stock market is not the economy. The economy is suffering. And when the economy suffers enough, the stock market will be forced to have a come to Jesus moment and be forced to react. And I think that that you know the the, the bubble that we have been in has going to you violate know, the separation of Wall Street and church. Right, exactly. Uh, it will uh, it will pop uh, shortly. Uh, who knows when and and how big the pop will be? Maybe it won't be that significant, but it may well be that significant. Um, and we will see the the uh, the fallout from that. I think that 
uh, a lot of the the high hopes and 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 pessim or optimism uh, from the stock market. Um, is based on people thinking, oh, the vaccine is right around the corner and it's going to solve all our problems when it comes. It's not going to solve all our problems. It's going to take a really long time to get out there. People are going to start demanding we lift restrictions as soon as the vaccine rolls out. We're not going to be ready to lift those restrictions. We're going to have lots of hotspots continue where you can't get doses, enough doses of the vaccine. Uh, and you're going to get, you know, a lot of people still continuing to die and ICU beds still be full. And that is going to, I think, have economic reverberations. We're going to have to take drastic steps in 2021 still. The, the, the vaccine's not going to roll out instantly and solve all our problems. And as a result of that, the Republicans will be okay being in the minority, watching the Democrats scramble to have to solve these problems. And then they just get to stand back and say, look at all the, the ways that the Democrats fail. Well, you fail. may be right, and that kind of is consistent with my theory that maybe Trump wants the Democrats to, to win everything now, because I, I think that Trump is looking ahead, and he may not be a political mastermind, right, okay, but he's yeah. got quite a track record sure. coming from nowhere True. from some reality show. Here's what I think he's picturing. In February 2024, at the, at the New Hampshire primary, he's saying to his followers, just think what's happened in the last four years. They added two new states, D.C. and Puerto Rico. Oh, my goodness. Supreme Court has now been packed. Thirteen justices. Open borders have been implemented. There is no border. Why? The socialized medicine is here. That Everything has happened as I predicted it. They've rigged the election. Isn't his pitch going to be stronger if he can say all that. And the only way he gets to say all that is if the Democrats take the Senate and only then can they add Puerto Rico and D.C. as a state. Only then can they defund the police and open the borders and pack the Supreme Court. So That's true. why wouldn't he want the world to go to hell so that the case for him would be more compelling? You may well be right. And 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 that if you give uh, Trump the political uh, insight an acumen to think that far ahead, then you're right. He probably is. Well, he's got Rudy Giuliani by his side. Yeah, well, for now. At least for now. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how Rudy handles it. I will say one thing. Uh, Trump's pitch will be completely and totally irrelevant if D.C. and or Puerto Rico are added as states uh, because uh, there's literally no way any Republican will ever win the Electoral College again if even one more uh, of those two states is is ever added. Uh, that might be a little bit uh, a little bit sanguine from a Democrat standpoint. Uh, <laughs> let's talk pardon. Uh, is it legal for a president to pardon himself? For openers, we really don't know. You, right. Everybody has strong opinions, but it has never been the question. Attempted. Is it legal? Is a kind of a squirrely one when it comes yeah. to things at this high a level, especially since it's never been decided right. in court. Exactly. The language of the Constitution says the power of the pardon is not reviewable. That suggests it's a possibility, but common sense. Says suggests there are grounds for striking down a pardon, like what if it was a result of bribery or or coercion? What if somebody says to the president, I will kill your entire family if you don't pardon Joe tomorrow? And, right. and he, well, that would have to be reviewable, right? But the very idea of pardoning yourself does seem wrong. It seems almost corrupt. And the idea, for example, of being able to do anything you want that might violate a federal law and then simply get yourself off the hook by pardoning yourself. I mean, is that really what the founding fathers had in mind when they included the pardon power in the Constitution. Do you think that the Supreme Court, as currently constituted, if they uh, had to sink their teeth into this issue uh, four or five months from now, uh, they would say, sorry, Mr. Trump, uh, I'm not going to go along with that? I think it absolutely depends on the composition of the Supreme well, Court. The current composition, it's the current composition. The current composition of the, of the Supreme Court, which is conservative dominated, would say there's no review power of the, of the, the uh, pardon power. Uh, there's Trump can do... have. Can, Trump can have done whatever he wants because the Republicans want to put Trump 
uh, behind them and any further litigation about the presidential pardon power um, will just keep Trump in the in the public eye. Um, and uh, this will just sort of like the, they can't the, the Supreme Court is full of Republicans and the, the Republicans know that the Repu- that their actions on the Supreme Court reflect uh, on the Republicans in the Senate and the House uh, and, and federal uh, and state level uh, Republicans. And they need to keep Trump people happy. And the Trumpsters uh, want Trump to be able to pardon himself because their hero, uh, they want their hero to get a, a, a good shake and to, 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 to escape from uh, the consequences of his actions. And so if, the, if, the, uh, if they don't do that, then the Trumpers will be unhappy and won't turn out in 2022 and 2024. So it, it's a pretty straightforward political calculation that they just let Trump off the hook. Also, look how many Republicans are getting dragged down with and by Trump. All the people who, uh, you know, whose whose corruption and graft are being exposed, uh, like their, um, you know, the the Republicans that get into into power and then you know insider trade based based on their knowledge, uh, forward knowledge of how bad COVID was going to be. Um, all of these people would would like the pardon power to be unreviewable. It is is a big positive for them. So it's an absolute slam dunk. If the current uh, uh, Supreme Court reviews whether the pardon power is reviewable, I I don't know. I think the best analogy, though, is to look at uh, cases at the state level where state governors have uh, pardoned people mm-hmm. and see if that power has been reviewed. And that's a survey that will have to be done uh, by you know legal scholars of all fifty states. It's not an easy question to say. Well, it's, has it ever been done or not? I mean, you got to do a lot of research. That's a law review article right there yeah. and a half. There are thorny issues. When we come back, we're going to talk about some historical and legal reasons why Trump should not be allowed to pardon himself. Stick with us on Too Many Lawyers. I'm Chris Hahn, the Aggressive Progressive. Check out a new episode of the Aggressive Progressive podcast every Tuesday. You know, the election is heating up just as the year is winding down. Stick with me. I'll tell you the truth as I see it. Download the Aggressive Progressive on Pandora or wherever you get your podcasts. The Car Pro Show podcast is available on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify. I can't take my husband anywhere. He's constantly behaving like a five-year-old, snorting, joking, yapping with strangers. It's so embarrassing. But the one period when he's fully engrossed in anything is if he's listening to the Car Pro Show podcast. Here they are now on the Car Pro Show. He gets to hear Jerry and Kevin share all the latest and greatest news and information about the CarPro Friends universe, reviews and commentary on all the newer vehicle lineups from every major brand, stories and testimonials about ultimate car buying experiences through CarPro.com, and certified CarPro Friends at dealers nationwide. My only regret is when this two-hour break from you-know-who ends. Save yourself! Grab some me time by tuning into the CarPro Show podcast on your device anytime, anywhere. Listen to the CarPro Show on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com. 
This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. I'm Connor Oaks. So, uh, the founding fathers, Connor, when you think about the context of the American Revolution, it, the the revolution arose because of the view among Americans that a leader should not be a king who is above the law. The people should be able to choose their leaders and then fire them or defeat them at the next election. Yeah. A president with the power to pardon himself sounds a lot like a king yeah. who is above the law. True. And although no court has addressed the issue, the Department of Justice, their Office of Legal Counsel, has weighed in on this back in the Nixon era in the 70s, just a few days before he quit in 74, that office issued an opinion saying a pardon, a president may not pardon himself, citing the fundamental rule that no one may be a judge in his own case. Don't you think those arguments might be persuasive to even a, a Supreme Court with several Republican appointees? I think that those judges would love to be the judge in their own case. I don't think that it will be persuasive Such a at cynic. all. <laughs> yeah, Such I, a cynic. I, I think that it is persuasive to the normal person, the regular human being, but these people are not normal. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And these Supreme Court justices think that they are gods. They never let go. Or, go- and or the, goddesses. That's true. And the majority of them just hang on to the job, even after they become senile uh, and risk death and face cancer multiple times, and then they give away their seats because they don't actually care about the political outcomes that they're arguing for. They just care about being Supreme Court well, justices there, for as long as possible. There's another way to look at this constitutional language about pardon, though. The fact that the Constitution does impose a limit on the pardon power, namely, it does not uh, prevent impeachment and removal. The Constitution specifically says mm-hmm. the power is not remo- removal, but a president can't be so sneaky that he stops his own impeachment by using the pardon power. The founders, we know, therefore, thought about this issue and whether there are any limits on the pardon yeah, power. And they didn't and place any the, other. Yeah, yeah, this is the only one they come up with. Yeah, they didn't say, you know, while we're at it, while we're on the subject of limits of the pardon power, you know, your president shouldn't be able to pardon himself. That fact, uh, you know, might weigh in favor of Trump. Plus, although people may have, you know, personal uh, feelings that it just seems wrong for a person to judge himself, nothing in the Constitution suggests or says that that should be forbidden. And when you look at the real purpose of a pardon, it's to bring about a result that's justified in some sense. Fairness, correction of injustice, recognizing the true intent maybe of the person getting the pardon. And it may well be that the pardon one issues to oneself is in fact justified on some of those grounds. I mean, hypothetically, if in the if in the absence of a pardon, a prosecution might proceed that's motivated by, oh, I don't know, you could call it a witch hunt, a partisanship, dishonesty. I mean, many would disagree with Trump's characterization of the steps taken against him in this way, but hypothetically, he might be right or some future president might be right. So to avoid injustice, why should he be prevented from seeking justice, achieving justice through a pardon just because he happens to be the recipient? I would say that this is a great example of how lawyers poison their own brains in order to come (laughs) up with a conclusion that makes no logical sense. It was good enough for Socrates. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're right. Hemlock. Yeah. No, this is this is how we can twist ourselves into knots to, to come up with a, a way that to say that uh, theoretically uh, it's actually in line with our values that somebody might be a judge in their own case, that somebody might pardon themselves. If you think that a just that a pardon is justified uh, and uh, then then the next president can pardon uh, that president, because remember, he can't be prosecuted while he's in office. Right. So you don't have to worry about it until January 21st. And then if it's really just and justified, and the right thing to do, then Joe Biden will do it and he will pardon Trump just like uh, uh, Nixon uh, was in the past. So you don't have to worry uh, about that. The the 
the idea that one can pardon oneself is so such anathema to the idea of the pardon uh, that that obviously we need we need to be practical and rational here and think is it is it sane for anyone to be able to pardon themselves just by virtue of the office that they hold? Of course not. And, and there and the 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 manifestation of that is a uh, president can't stop impeachment and removal from office with the pardon power. Uh, the fact that that's in there. That that is recognition of that universal truth that no one should be able to be the judge in their own case. No one should be able to pardon themselves. It doesn't make any, any sense at all. We can't trust that, uh, and therefore uh, we should naturally extend this um, to something that the, the 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 founders just didn't directly address. Yeah. In the same way, the founders didn't directly address that you know owning a tank and a bazooka is not part of the right uh, of a militia to form. Uh, but we should naturally uh, uh, deal with the problems that arise. Uh, with technology and time and the passage of time and the development of our uh, of our country. Our country has a, experienced a lot. We've got a lot of under our belt at this point. We've learned a lot from the past. And one of those things is clearly, no, president shouldn't be able to pardon himself. Well, you know, there's this notion that you sort of allude to that people shouldn't engage in self-dealing. For example, yeah. there's a rule against uh, congressional pay increases taking effect during the two-year Congress that actually enacted them. On the other hand, they may not get the raise immediately, but 90% of the members yeah, of Congress are so around strong. Yeah, the yeah. next term as well. So are, are we really that serious about staying? Stamping out self-dealing. I mean, and, and yes, people, we are. We're just bad at it. We should be serious about it. But you're right. There are there are shortcomings in our current laws and our constitution specifically, yeah. like the one you just identified. And you, we should recognize the reality of it. And we should not treat the constitution as some holy document that can't ever be changed. There's literally built into it a method to amend the constitution. Built. We, it, they, no one thought that this was holy writ. No one thought that this should be unamendable. And then they unfortunately, stupidly created an amendment process that is so incredibly hard to meet the, the requirements of that amendments effectively are no longer a, an option, a reasonable option for any important decision because of the way that politics works in this country. And if you if the founding fathers were alive today and they looked at the system, they would say, oh, this is completely irrevocably, inarguably broken and needs change yeah, because the amendment process is too difficult to do. This should hand, be updated, darn it. On the other hand, I mean, it's OK. We all agree that it's OK for Trump to pardon, you know, Jared Kushner or, or other people. That's just not reviewable. And if, if we're so unhappy about the idea of of self-dealing. How different is it really from partnering yourself as opposed to somebody That's else a good point. if you right. are both engaged in the same egregious yeah. crime of conspiracy or obstruction of justice? I mean, Richard Nixon secretly schemed with many on his staff to obstruct justice and suborn perjury. Right. We had no problem with letting him pardon anybody he wanted who was involved in that. But if he in the same room committing the same conspiratorial crime, it, it, it tries to give a pardon to himself. Why should it, the rule be so different? You're for absolutely him? right if we assume facts not evidence that we had no problem with Richard Nixon getting that pardon <laughs> if we have no problem with Jared Kushner and Ivanka getting a pardon for their federal crimes then you're right we should have no problem with Trump doing it because really what's the difference it government's full of schemers and they're all going to scheme it's just going to happen and then pardons smooth it Sound all like over Taylor and move Swift. On. but we obviously exactly we obviously should have a problem with the fact that Richard Nixon got that pardon we obviously should have a problem with the fact that powerful people don't 
don't suffer consequences from their actions when they self-deal. We should review the Constitution and think, is this really what the pardon power is about? Should there be a possibility of review for the pardon power? Yes, for exactly the sort of circumstances that Richard Nixon and Trump have exposed and lots of other presidents. Look, there should be a way to review the the pardon power and say, yeah, you can't review your son-in-law or your daughter. You you can't pardon your son-in-law or your daughter for the schemes that they did to benefit you because that's just like pardoning yourself, which we should also not allow. Now, the problem, of course, is that the Supreme Court is packed with a bunch of 6-3 with a bunch of wacko right-wing ideologues uh, who are going to rubber stamp anything the Republicans do and do anything to make the Republicans look better and smooth things over and move over because they don't actually care. They're not actual populists. They are elitists. They want power to be maintained and passed peacefully from one elitist to the next elitist so that they can keep, uh, you know, stepping on the boot of the American uh, uh, citizen. So this is the problem is who reviews this pardon power? Should it be the Supreme Court? Not in its current form. It's full of a bunch of crazy people. Well, I'd say the U.S. Senate should review it, but I, I, need, oh, to, I need to wait until June, January 5 to know yeah, whether yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure about I'm that. I'm pro or con that, yeah. You know, uh, we've run out of time, so I'm going to have to give you my rant about Donald Trump next time, and we'll give you our uh, approach to a, a sensible COVID solution uh, next time as well. It's going to be a spectacular episode of Two Lawyers. Uh, have a great week, folks, and we'll talk to you then. <laughs>